Crystal Clear, y'all. It's your favorite show about Morgulons. More Morgulons. Real quick. This is an article published May 12th, 2023 by Lauren Wellbank. Mystery solved. Tori Spelling believes she's finally figured out why she and her family have been in and out of emergency rooms and urgent care offices over the past few months. It appears the family home may be making everyone sick thanks to mold that has been growing quietly within the structure's walls. How scary. You always see Morgulons coming out of your baseboards. You think mold is scary? Tori shared the news with her Instagram followers. The Beverly Hills 90210 alum shared a series the snaps of her family in the hospital alongside a massive update about what she uncovered about their health. Let's talk about mold. All caps. She began the lengthy post. Here we go again at Urgent Care. We've all been on this continual spiral of sickness for months. Sick, get better, to get sick again. She wrote, adding that she used to believe it was normal for a family of her size with kids in school. Yeah, so... I don't think this article mentions it, but in another article, it said they had rashes. Just want to put that out there. She says she realized something bigger was going on after her two youngest children were sleeping all day and complaining of dizziness when they stood up. Enter mold inspection, she wrote. Thanks to Sean at Pacific Scope Inspections, who came out and discovered extreme mold in our home. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Maybe Sean is trying to sell you something extremely expensive. According to Tori, the home was labeled a health hazard and not livable, which means she'll have to uproot everyone and find somewhere else to stay while they figure out the next steps. She has five kids. God help her. Tori caught a lot of heat from the district over her family's health struggles. And special non-shout out to our public school district for repeatedly not believing our kids were as sick as they've been continually. Just get them in school, right? That's what she posted on her Instagram. This reminds y'all of the Mary Lado story where she was called at Munchhouses by a proxy mom just for mentioning that her child had Morgulons. As scary and frustrating as this news is, there is a silver lining. Tori is only renting the property she currently lives in, which means she won't be tasked with taking care of the mold remediation, or worse, having to disclose it to potential future buyers. Hopefully, getting out of that house puts an end to her family's long healthcare nightmare and everyone starts feeling better. What an awful thing to have to go through. Y'all, I'd love to have mold. Um, sounds like Morgulons. Sounds like the early stages of Morgulons before you figure out you have Morgulons. Tori? I seriously doubt you're listening to more Morgulons, but if you are... Call yourself an Uber right now. Go over to Joni Mitchell's house. Ask if you can borrow her microscope. All right. We're going to have a great episode today, you guys. We're going to be meeting another new listener. We met her briefly on the previous show, Jess. And I can't wait to hear the rest of her story. You're going to like it. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. All right, we're going to hear from Jess. Hi, Jess. How are you? Okay, you? <laughs> you know, Monday, Monday. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just actually really excited to meet you. And so no, I've um, been wanting to reach out and especially a couple episodes ago when you were talking about you haven't found anyone with it in Connecticut. It was like, oh, my God. Yes. I need to call her. Yes. But good. Then, good. Know, like, shame. Okay. So you're from Connecticut. And so that that is another data point I will put on my uh, my Morgie map as I call it. Um, when did you get I was born in Florida? Okay. 
Okay. I lived in West Palm Beach until I was like 20. Then I lived in Kansas for uh-huh. like a year and then moved to Connecticut. So I've been in, and I actually lived in Kingsland, Georgia for a couple years. My husband I used to so. live in, I, I lived in Florida for, for like seven years is when I was really little, like till I was about okay. seven or so. Yeah. So that's interesting. Florida is one of those uh, Morgulon heavy states, it seems, uh, <laughs> you uh, know, at uh, least on the sure. surface. Yeah. But you said, I think in your message that you had not gotten this until April of 2020. No. Yeah. April 2020. Wow. Interesting. Were you in Connecticut at the time? I was. Yeah, and I had just moved to a new house mm. um, that I don't know if it, like, I felt like it was just, like, the perfect storm because my son's father had just passed away, like, suddenly. Oh, oh my God, I'm I, so sorry. Then COVID, well, he died, then I got evicted, then, mm. well, I was about to be evicted, so I had to hurry up and move to this house, and then mm. less than a month after I moved into that house, um, COVID hit. And wow. So then it was just like the perfect storm. And, you know, then I got diagnosed with a couple autoimmune disorders. Mm. And at the same time, all of this shit was coming out of my skin. <sighs> and, um, this is know, this is all life. this is all in spring 2020. All of these things that you're talking about at once. Well, my son's father died in August. 2019 so very recently by, very recently yeah yeah by the time like i think december january of that year is uh-huh. when i was facing eviction uh-huh. so i moved into the new house february uh-huh. and then march 2020 is when covid hit Jesus, Jess, that is like, that is a, that's a good run right there. That is just like so much for one person. My God. And my wonderful fucking mother. Ooh. Uh, and that, you and you're you know actually just i've actually talked to at least one other person who also had a very similar experience also with their mother so i mean i i think that's one of the things that a lot of that's why i like hearing stories because you know on the surface it's like you know, you look at it, you Google Morgulon's disease and it's like, you know, it may, it is this, it is this, or it might be this, it may, but, but the actual reality of the things that happen to people when they get this is, I mean, it needs to be kind of told so we can have a little bit more yeah. compassion and empathy towards each yeah. other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely changed my entire outlook on life, on healthcare, on just everything and I also work in the health profession I'm a community health worker oh, I work with yeah. people who are in active substance use disorder so like trying to help them connect to services I'm also a person with lived experience I'm almost 11 years in remission wow. from opioid use disorder congratulations <laughs> thank, you. thank you so I you know, um, and thank you, and me. thank you, Jess, for like serving yeah. you know those people in our community who are also stigmatized. Well, they are, they yeah. are very stigmatized very. and marginalized and forgotten. So I had a really great relationship with my primary care provider at when all this shit started happening, like all these weird symptoms. 
I had this crazy bite on my foot that got like mm. wicked infected and I feel like that's where it started. It was like on the top of my foot and it was like a hole and it almost looked like a freaking like work hole. Like mm-hmm. and then I got the same type of like sore in my ear mm. and I am a picker mm. by nature. Like mm. I've always any type of bump or scab or anything from a from childhood, I have always picked. Mm-hmm. Never had work coming out. Mm-hmm. Never had black mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Never had, you know, um, my mm-hmm. hair literally moving on my head. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I kind of held back a lot of that crazy shit from her because I didn't want to totally freak her out. Yeah, yeah. But I also was Googling my symptoms, and that's when I came across Margellus. I didn't know about it. I had never heard about it. Wow. Never. That seems to be the most common, yeah, that seems to be the most common thing that I've heard from people is that they've never even heard of this. How can it be a mass delusion if you've never heard of it? (laughs) You know? Correct. So, and I'm a researcher also at heart. Awesome. So oh, my I, God. This is amazing. Yay. Okay, sorry. So I started okay. researching. No, you're fine. I started researching. I started getting, like, I, I found the CDC clinical trial, mm-hmm. and, then mm-hmm. I, and then I found a bunch of, of other resources to show my provider, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to get you famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for like diagnosing this rare disease that I think I have, like mm-hmm. I'm serious. Like these are all the reasons why or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how many times I went to see her or whatever, but I ended up finding out she never told me this. Mm-hmm. I looked in my medical record that she had diagnosed me with this. Uh, what is it called? The delusions of parasitosis. Yeah. Oh my and God! Definitely worries about my children oh. and my hair. Like she was gonna call me. Yeah, never did. Wow! But I totally freaked out. And was like, yeah, fuck wow. you. Like, I am not going back to you. Oh my Total God! In the system there. Yes. And wow. Then I was like, yeah, oh. I'm on my own. Like, wow. I'm can we? Can we just? Can we take a second to just pause and say, like, what a baseless betrayal of trust that was? I mean, that must have been so hurtful. And I am so sorry that that happened because that you're going to them for help. You're going there for help. And then to have the most precious thing, I'm sure, to you threatened, you know, your child, your family, because of being honest and sincerely asking for help. Oh my God, that just is heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. Mistake of trying to bring my evidence, like we all do. Right, right? we, we yep. want to believe it either. Like, right, this is crazy. Right, who would want to make some shit up? Like right, this? exactly. Who would like, exactly it's like saying that people who have substance use disorder ask for it? Nobody asks. Uh, who lives it's, with? It's insane. It's insane. The idea that, like, I mean, please, I spend, like, you know, thousands of dollars a year on Botox, but I'm also going to self-mutilate my own face? I don't think so. <laughs> like, right. you know, I don't, right. I don't think you so. Said, you've got to, you know, you're picking. Right. You know, you've got to right. stop picking. And I said, but I have always picked. So you cannot tell me that I'm causing this shit on my face. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah. Like, 
I've always done this my entire life. I've always checked and I have never had worms come out. And I exactly. have never like had my hair start moving on my head or the same lesion on my chin for ever forever i know i know i know oh my god jess it's it's almost like it is it is surreal it's still hard for me it's still now hard for me to understand why that people are just so blind like blinded by the like they refuse to even consider the fact that maybe the cdc got it wrong maybe we're not crazy and then, like, you know they say oh well they're delusional so we're only delusional in this one way life. just one have, way no history we can go to work we can go to school yep. we can yep. have a successful family life no history of delusions of trauma, no unaddressed mental health, whether there is mental health or there isn't, if it's addressed and I'm living a, what society says is a successful life, I'm getting up, yeah. I'm going to work, my kids are fed, they're bathed, they're taking care of their love, every other area of my life is under control. Right. But I'm delusional in this one aspect, this one area. That makes no sense. It makes no sense, Jess, and I can like, absolutely see why you've listened to the show because yes like you get it like what that is exactly what I've been saying for the past three years because it's just so incredibly frustrating to be just labeled you know just like oh it's it's a delusional person so you can just dismiss and discredit me based upon what you know I mean it's just we're all sort of echoing this same kind of outrage and I'm I, that has to end <laughs> that has to end. It just has to end. Yeah. I it's, don't know what it's hurting a lot of people. Community from facing this. I don't know if it's the CDC not wanting to be wrong however many years ago. And like, you know, we know how hard it is for you individual to admit when it made Abs- a mistake. Right. So imagine Absolutely. An yeah, no. Like That's certainly part of it. Either. That's certainly part of it, Jess. And, you know, usually when we do find out about failures in the government or or secretive, you know, covert things, like, it's not because they just come out willingly. It's because it's exposed by a whistleblower or it's exposed yeah. by, you know, some other, you know, evidence. And I think that, like, yeah. it is going to take time and work, but there's absolutely no way that this can just continue another 20 years to be denied and dismissed it's not gonna happen yeah. not on my watch girl like no no and i'm like totally down to join forces yes and help in whatever way that yes. i can like, yes yes so we are building the army living. jess we are building the army yeah. i love it i love so it tired of feeling like i have to hide this yes yes absolutely and it's even, and it's almost like I feel often that when I try to, you know, share what I'm going through on a day-to-day basis, most everyone has so much trouble relating to this experience in any way. They just don't have any kind of frame of reference for what it's like if they don't have it, you know. So it's like, it's yeah. no matter how willing they are to try to be there for you, they really just... it they can't understand it and for that reason i don't think that they can really believe and that's just hurtful to all of us it feels like you know rejection to me you know and and i don't think it is i just think it's they can't understand (laughs) you know no 
Well, my message got cut off, and I, I swear to God, like, when you all were talking about how electronics act funky and, like, mm-hmm. all of that, that shit, same, same, same. Mm-hmm. But I, you don't know how many times I tried to send a message. It kept, like, cutting me off. Well, it does, cutting me off. it does cut off after 60 seconds, and that's kind of annoying. No, I know, but it, but it was not even let like, you do, that's really weird. That's annoying. No, I'll have to look order. into that. And let me tell you, I almost pissed on myself last night when I was listening to the second part. It said it's like the Uber, um, <laughs> 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 whatever. I think you said Uber. I was dying. I mean, oh my God. I'm glad that you took it like a good, like a joke that it was because you know I'm always just <laughs> making fun of this whole situation, myself included, you know, because it's like oh, I. Yeah. You have to. You have to laugh or you will be sobbing hysterical crap. I didn't hear any of that. It cut off right at the point where it, like, mobile psych. Like, that was all of it I could Uh hear. Oh, and that I worked with the people. Oh! Like, that showed up to my house. No! There's that. Because I'm a community health worker. And I'm part of... The uh, no. homeless initiative. So we meet weekly in mobile psych therapy because the homeless population. Oh. Obviously, there's a lot of like psyched up that needs to be addressed. So oh. I literally, my mother did not say, Jess, I'm concerned about you, Jess. I think you need help. Jess, let me help you. None of that. She was yesing me to death, making me truly believe that she believed me. So oh. I literally, my mother did not say, Jess, I'm concerned about you, Jess, I think you need help. Just let me help you. None of that. She was yapping me to death, making me truly believe that she believed me. I was laying in my bed and she was at the house visiting, whatever, a couple more days she had to stay. And all of a sudden she came in and it's my mom. I can tell when, like, something's up, which I could just tell by her energy that she, uh-huh. you know, there's yeah. that intuitiveness yes. that yes. we have, right? Of course, especially when and we have intimacy like, with people and history with people, of course, yeah. Right, and I was like, she's like, Jess, I, I am, that is, oh my God. Yeah. I was just like, I started laughing because it was like, fucked up. Yeah. Shock, right? uh, Like, like, what the fuck is going on? I'm sorry that she called you, but no. Like, I'm good. If anything, y'all need to address and adapt her.
Yeah, I think that I think that this has probably caused a lot of relationship strife and a lot of relationships to probably be damaged or, you know, look like they're they've ended, you know, and I for yours, for your sake, you know, I hope that at some point one day you'll feel like the forgiveness if you don't already. But for you, you know, if nothing else. Right. But um, yeah. um yeah, I mean, so my friend has a phone call to Mobileside, you know, it's like 30, like my mom's best friend and stuff, but we still, like, because I had posted something on Facebook about grace, like showing grace and forgiveness or whatever, and mm. she was like, you know, it would be nice if you could show your mom some grace and be the first to call. I'm like, uh, like, I understand you're trying to help, but um, I gave my mom 36 years of grace and forgiveness. It, it was not just that one thing, you know, I mean, sure, yeah. talk about all the unaddressed trauma, the alcoholism, the abuse, the, you know, psychological manipulation and just all of it. Like, so I, what have you, what have you been able to do to work, to work with that? Cause I know that's, that's some of the most challenging stuff that we can be challenged with you know so okay Uh, yeah and by the way Jess like if this if I have been in your shoes and I I I just I can't imagine how I would have reacted they probably would have had to like commit me to the hospital because I would have been so angry that I would have like punched holes in the wall or something I mean Uh, that would be so I mean just mortifying and and hurtful and oh my gosh I just Wow, you have been through a lot, Jess. You've been through a lot. Yeah, I have. And I just feel like I can't believe that all of it has been for nothing. You know, like it has to have some sort of reasoning and, and meaning behind it. Like I know that I went through all of my substance use and mental health stuff. Like... That was so that I could provide the type of care and support that I do provide to people all the time. And, like, mm-hmm. I must hear at least once a week, if not more, mm-hmm. like, a thank you for just treating them like a human being. Yes. Right? Like, yes, I know exactly. Not, Trust me. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. You know, not freaking treating them like they are less than because they use drugs exactly or because they're they're psychotic or because they're you know suicidal or whatever the case or living in a tent yeah exactly whatever their condition yeah oh i want i literally take that saying like treat people how you want to be treated Mm -hmm. i take that shit to work with me every single day and i try to remember myself and also remind my colleagues and leadership in my organization and in others that Mm -hmm. we're dealing in human beings you know like when we drop the ball when things fall through our cracks those are human beings yes yeah yeah it's actually we're we're dealing with spiritual beings too and you know we can't I, I think when we leave that aspect out of and I don't mean press our beliefs on other people. I just mean like when we leave our own spirits out of it, you know, that recognition of the total unconditional positive regard and value and dignity of yeah. every single freaking person. <laughs> yeah. 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 I that don't that is, I love that you're doing that. That's, 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so I'm curious because you're, you've, you like me are, you know, you have some professional expertise and experience in psych. And I, you know, what I think of when I see like Morgulon's disease is not at all a psych disorder. I see something that because it is marginalized and dismissed as nothing or whatever, that it's like, that's what causes so much of the psychiatric, psychological, psychosocial, you know, outcomes and, and effects. It, it, I yeah. feel like if you weren't alone with it, if you could actually go to a doctor and get help instead of being, you know, having your child custody threatened, you know, or whatever the case yeah. may be, that that all these psychological aspects that are supposedly inherent to Morgulon's disease, I feel like I would be curious to know if they would be as prevalent or as severe as they are, because I don't personally think they would be. Yeah, I do, I totally agree with you. I think that the the denial of what we're experiencing and just putting it all back on us right. and like, no, it, it's you. You're crazy. This isn't actually right. happening. Right. You know, I don't care about all the pictures and Ziploc baggies full of shit that you have. Like you say, you know, the mm -hmm. evidence that we're trying to provide <laughs> is why they're saying that we're crazy. Like, I don't, un like, how I do know. you... How is that just, you know, that's psychiatry, though. There's, there's so many things in psychiatry that have, you know, that just stood as, like, normal and regular and fine, you know, like, for a long time before somebody said, no, like, homosexuality is not a mental disorder, or, you know, whatever the case may be. testing and, like, involving people in freaking research yeah. studies without their exactly consent. yeah so about that are you so what are you i know you've probably been on a long journey as we all have about trying to figure this out and what you think it is where are you at right now on that oh, i don't even know i think i'm like somewhere different every single day but <laughs> me too <laughs> <laughs> um i i really i don't know i think that there's gotta be sometimes i feel like it's biological you uh -huh, know i think yeah. that it's with some sort of virus or bacteria right, or right. it is so similar to so many things in a way but then yeah those little things that kind of discredit it from being those that they that yeah. they kind of align with like those what are those uh it's like sp something they're like the oh my god she said it the other day Arrest or, oh, the spirit spirit yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also thought that it was a bad bug infection. Also uh -huh. thought I had life. Uh -huh. I did have life a lot as a kid, mm -hmm. um, but I don't. Obviously, now I've checked myself a million trillion times, but right. that is what it felt like when my hair was fucking moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I, I, it was weird. I, I don't know why of all the damn pictures and videos for me to ever delete, but for some reason I deleted it. But there was this one day and I, you know, this was right when the Morgulon started and I had been thinking like, is it lies? But I just felt like my hair, what's going on with my hair? Just so I just didn't know. Yeah. But then I'm like, I'm looking in the mirror. And as I look in the mirror, a like, pretty thick like you know bit of my hair like you know more than 20 strands or something stands up in the front of my yeah. head and it's like a periscope of a submarine like like looking out like look, going back and forth like and it's yeah. like and I got my phone and I'm like filming this and I'm just like 
what the fuck is going on? And it's like an undeniable video. Of course, I don't have it. But it's like, it's that kind of thing is where when I start doubting myself or being like, well, maybe, blah, blah. It's like, no, that happened. <laughs> yeah. That fucking yeah. happened. And there, there's no good fucking explanation for that. I can't imagine any kind of biological condition that would cause that. I just can't. Yeah. But then yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know I either. I don't want to go off the deep, deep end. <laughs> I mean, you know, like it's, yeah. it's hard though, because nothing normal makes sense. You're so right. And you know, like where, like this isn't immediately after, like right before it happened, but I, my brother had some plant or something and I went to huh. touch it and something like, it felt like it went into my, like it, Interesting. like a needle stopped yeah. under t- under my nail right and i was like what the fuck was that like almost like it like like under my fingernail and i was like what the fuck and i didn't see it i couldn't what kind of plant was it well i'm curious what kind of i have no idea just a normal house plant plant? like whatever it was yeah it's just like a little house plant Mm -hmm. but he had all types of plants and then there was like a point like right in the very beginning when all this was happening where there were flipping flies everywhere uh-huh like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and little I ones or like big black flies like little 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 flies or both okay both. yeah mm-hmm. There, mm-hmm. there were like the bigger bigger ones down in the basement and like outside area but there was also a few times where i know this sounds crazy but you'll get it <laughs> yeah. um where i could have sworn that the shit came out of my skin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like something flew out yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I had something literally fly out of my eye in the shower one time in the summer of 2020. I mean, literally, like it was on the clear shower curtain. It flew out of my eye. Yeah. Uh, and those orange flipping blobs. In the, shower. <laughs> the orange blobs. Just trace back to that for a second because yeah. that's happened like three or four times. So interesting. And how about when like we go to take pictures of the shit and it's all blurry okay so, jess i think you're the first person who's mentioned that like on the show but, like what the fuck is up with that seriously what the fuck what? is up with that like what is so that happens to you too it absolutely happens to me and it's very weird it doesn't happen when i photograph anything else and nope. it's and it seems like it's I th- i've come to the conclusion that i think that there are these tiny very thin clear fibers that are moving so much that it's causing the blur to it's causing the camera to lose focus because it's sensing that minute motion but it's cloaked or something it's it's just too small for us to see or something i don't know that's my best guess (laughs) but i have like fibers that i pull out of my eyes out of my nose out of my skin and i can see them they're big enough that i can can I tell you? Yeah, I've said that there are different sizes. Can I tell you a TMI? Just now, I like went to go pee earlier before I called you, and I there was a long, 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 like two foot long, like tangled up, tiny, like really thin, like hair, like stuck in my vagina. Has that? Have you? Have you ever had any kind of? Because I know I've read a lot of people and I've heard people. People don't really talk about it because it's embarrassing. But like, I know my ex started getting weird like lesions, and he was tested for everything like over and over again because he's like already a hypochondriac. But like, but yet at the same time, like denies he has morgulons. But but he has had like periodic like genital lesions like that come and go. I haven't had any lesions, but I'm like, why am I finding yeah, long I, ass I, hairs I, coming out I, of my I, vagina? <laughs> 
I definitely have had some um, shit down there going on too. Okay, yeah, like okay. With the fibers and in the discharge and yeah, yep, like yep, yep, yeah, blue yeah. like blue little strings sometimes like will be yep. in mine. So yeah, it's. Yeah very weird i mean and oh i'm now thinking about, about what isabella said that hers started with a blue fibers coming out of her nose so that's kind of uh, yeah yeah i mean it's just you know at this point and when you said hairline and jawline yes all of my scars are jawline hairline Yep, and mine are actually more around my mouth now. It started out on hairline jawline. Do you get them around your mouth? I have gotten like one, but mine are on my like on my chin. The one that I've had for almost the entire time uh -huh, is uh -huh. on my is on and in it. It's so weird, but I'm trying to explain it because it's like these lesions that legit almost healed overnight. Uh huh. Really yes. Yes, it's like they seem like mine seem like okay. I wake up in the morning and I'm like okay, it's going away, and then like by three o'clock, there's like some hard crust like grown over it, and it's got shit coming out of it and sand and like, I mean, yeah. it, it's just it, and it never heals. I've got one on my. It's kind of so this this is interesting. I don't think I've ever mentioned this on this show before, but like. I've been thinking how interesting it is, like, about, you know, the, the body is divided into these, like, you know, sections called dermatomes, like, just conceptually, you know, and it's, like, connected to whatever peripheral nerve innervates that specific area of the body. So, like, the face has, like, three different dermatomes that kind of go from, like, the top, your cheekbone to your jawline. And, like, when people get shingles, you know, which is a herpes virus, like, they tend to get the shingles in a line going kind of, you know, the same direction as a certain dermatome because those viruses live in the nerve endings. So, you know, they, that's where they show up. And I think it's really interesting that it seems like the pattern of distribution for this particular thing that we're dealing with also seems to be connected to the cranial nerve that innervates either like the cheekbone area which is one dermatome or the like mandibule like the you know the jaw um and it's just it, that's interesting in and of itself like I mean there's so much things that haven't been explored there's so many things that just have not been researched and that are really good areas for potential answers you know it's just I don't understand like you said how can this be a mass hysteria or mass delusion mm -hmm. when like for myself, I didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah. For your guest the other day, didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. I don't. I don't like, think anyone that's been on recently has ever heard of it. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever heard of it that I've like spoken to recently before they got it. Which how can you be influenced by something you don't know exists? Like. And it's hard to find, it's, it can be hard to actually, when, I mean, you know, uh, Brandon the other day was saying that it was two years before he even looked up and actually found the term Morgellons disease, or Morgellons disease, um, whatever. Which, I mean, that, uh, that says a lot in and of itself, you know? Yeah, and how you were saying that people have been telling you that you're being censored, I definitely agree with that and i am not a conspiracy theorist like i'm uh -huh. just not or i never was mm -hmm. right <laughs> but, me too um, me too <laughs> you know, like, 
this will get you there real quick uh-huh. because mm-hmm. I to go search. Like, I have you, like, I've downloaded where, like, new episodes just pop up in my feed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But when I went to go look for you, for because I had already listened to the episode, so then I was trying to go back to find it, mm-hmm. I literally had to put more M-O-R-G. <sighs> wow. For a pop-up in the like search that is see that is just not the way it normally works when you search for another term you know it's 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 weird and I mean it doesn't really surprise me I can't I don't know what to attribute it to whether it's like you know intentional or just as part of some stupid algorithm that nobody's checking you know (laughs) I mean it's like because I I just kind of tend to believe that like anything search related is going to be controlled by AI if it's a big platform, you know, so it's like, yeah, now I don't know if Bing is still mad at me for <laughs> for the shit that I've posted about him, <laughs> but, um, but like, yeah, I mean, I, that's, that is a weird thing to me too, and like, I also find it strange that, um, the whole idea of delusional parasitosis was like not even a thing until like 1947 or something, and that is literally like a few years after the U.S. Bioweapons Research Program started. It just, it's weird to me. It's just weird. I, I really, I really don't know what to think about. You know, how could, I don't know. If I take pictures of, like, shit that I pull out of a skin lesion or mm-hmm. discharge or whatever I'm freaking out, orange blob, whatever right, I'm yeah. freaking out, and I take a picture and you do, like, a Google search, it always comes up with parasite yes whatever it is. it's Paris, so true what is the word like but, parasites but it doesn't say par- it's not parasite like parasite um, or something like with an it has an m at the end let me look oh well I get a lot of it's weird because a lot of things I take pictures of and I like I run it through different identification nature apps and things like that to try to figure it out and I get it yeah I get a lot of responses back that are like that's a flatworm I'm like I thought it was a leaf like (laughs) I don't know I that's another weird thing that actually I've heard mentioned from a couple people and Tom and I are half convinced that it's there's something to it but like do you see a certain kind of like leaf around you all the time you're around where you live in Connecticut or is that totally not even not like a leaf I I see like white fuzz yes like in the air in the air floating yes the air all, the all the time, time. all the time or the whole I see it's so hard to like keep track of the timelines but right around the same time where like the lesion started I was the same place standing on my front porch where that plant had freaking poked my finger uh-huh. but I all of a sudden started having this like vibration uh-huh. all like it was like uh, it was almost I don't even know how to explain it it was like an internal vibration uh-huh. 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 and like my heart started pounding and I like my, I know my anxiety went through the roof. My blood pressure had uh-huh. to have been going through the roof. My uh-huh. pulse was like crazy, and it was just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, God. it was just like this. What was your? What was your? Did you have any um, type brain zaps or anything and like I've that? I felt or? it a couple more times, never to that extent, uh-huh. but 
don't okay, know. Okay, so that sounds very similar really to that, that. That sounds very similar to an experience that I had this year, just not too long ago, where I think I've talked about it on the show where it's just sitting by the window, and all of a sudden, I just felt like. I was being not electrocuted, but yeah, like something inside was like I, vibrating is a good word, Jess. Actually, that's it's something like that. I, it's hard to articulate, actually. Um, yeah, it is. But it was a lot of. Did you hear anything? Did you smell anything? Did you see anything? What you know? I didn't hear anything or see anything. I just I like froze and was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I didn't know if I was having a heart attack or uh-huh. or, or, or what it was but mm-hmm. it was almost like an and you were outside current. you said yeah it That's was almost like an electric that had gone through me and the other times that it happened were you outside because I'm thinking to me and I'm thinking I was by a window one time I was on a balcony I was yeah most of my times that I've had this experience which has not been many but at least two I can think of off the top of my head it's I've either been outside or directly by a window yeah, the two most memorable, I think it's happened a time or two, like, not as, you know, um, enhanced, but uh-huh. the, the first time was very, very pronounced, and I'll never forget it. I was outside. The second time, I was in my car, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. it was more so in my feet that I was feeling it. Interesting. Um, hmm. Yeah, so I don't know what it is, but... No, but thank you for, like, telling me about it, because I think, like, that, to me, is some of the most uh, mysterious experiences I associate with this of all. (laughs) I mean, even including the hexagons and everything. Like, those things were so... I don't know, they just made such an... For me, personally, it was just... It made such an impression on me, because it was such a different feeling than I've ever felt, you know? Yeah, or, and I know that you you have experienced this as well because you guys talked about it on your last show, like running your fingers through your hair and like something yes. poking you from your hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my God, and loose hairs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. It, what about laundry? Are, are they like woven in your clothes? Oh, my God. It, it, what the hell is going on with the laundry, Jess? <laughs> the fuzz balls. There's like fuzz balls wrapped in hair balls, wrapped in fuzz balls, wrapped in hair balls. What the fuck? Seriously, what the fuck is that going on? Was, the first couple months, that was yeah. relentless. It was relentless. Yes. I have to say, knock on wood, for the last you know year, so uh-huh. it hasn't been. Like, the fuzz balls are much more managed, but I also put four rats in every single load of laundry that I do. Yeah, Um, I just bought some today. (laughs) Yeah, that was insane. I never, I just threw shit away left and right because I didn't, I I gave up. There was nothing more. I know. The amount of rollers and. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, I am grateful of where I'm at now. Comparable it all started because I really just didn't know how uh-huh. I would how I like how anybody could yeah. live their life and like mm-hmm. maintain and be a mom and uh-huh. you know deal with grief and loss and and deal with work and yeah. all of those things but but you did it somehow I'm you've done here. it Jess you've done <laughs> it you're doing it I mean it's like 
That's incredible. That that's actually that gives me chills. I just I like it because it is a fucking trial. That's why I talk about the book of Job because it's like it, it you know, it is interesting too to me that you know if it's like, you know, something like life events caused, you know, stress whether it's good or bad stress and then, you know, your immune system. I, but I you know, it also seems like know if it's like you know uh, something like life events caused you know stress whether it's good or bad stress and then you know your immune system I, but I, I you know it also seems like um I, I just don't know what to make of any of it honestly you know yeah I don't know either but God, I you made like it though you made it it's, it's not as bad <sighs> No, it's definitely not as bad. And I don't know if it's just because you learn to live with it right. and, you know, kind of try and push some of it out of your frame of mind. Mm, yes. And just because you can't, I mean, who could function exactly. with, you know, exactly. monsters facing them all? <laughs> Yeah, just living in a sci-fi movie over here. Don't mind me. I took the blue pill. I mean, it's like, yeah, at some point, that's that's why I keep going back to the, like, ignore it as much as you can. Because it's like, there's so much of what we do is not productive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, the kind yeah. of the behavioral cascade that gets kicked off when the lesions start acting up or you get stung by a crazy demon hair or something it's like you know you know the drill it's like oh now you got to look at this thing now you got to try to you know like get your proof it's like not that anyone's gonna look I mean it's just so mind-numbing I feel like at some level that's yeah 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 and I, I will tell you I mean I it's it's I'm already a very compulsive person obviously I have fucking like 280 something episodes of a podcast like obviously yeah. when I do stuff I do it you know but it's like but I feel like even aside from that the level of like compulsion that sometimes will drive me to do you know it's like okay there's this thing hanging out of my face I got to get it out and it's like I know that's not going to help it but it's it's it right. takes so much to like pull myself away. Yeah, same. So same. I I'm very compulsive too, and um, you know I kind of do shit that I know, like like you said, you you know it's not gonna help. You know no one's gonna believe you. You right. know right. But uh, it's gonna either never come out because it's got. Uh-huh. whatever like it, it's almost like they're um like anchors yes yes like they've got hooks on the bottom or something I, yes like yeah it's, sometimes even like something will come out especially if it's something that's like you've pulled it out you know and it's like when that thing comes out finally on the end of it it'll be like curled up and it has like a pronged kind of like it, it looks like hooks yeah it's so weird. So what do you think, um, like, if you could go back <laughs> to April, like, or whatever, maybe February 2020, and, like, know what you know now, what would you, what advice would you give yourself? Just to not give up on yourself, yeah. you know, like, not to give up. Yeah. Not to allow it to take over your life. Yeah. 
Um, find people, like, find your tribe, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. find people that are going to show you that unconditional regard and compassion and mm-hmm. humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I wish that I would have, like, I know the power of peer support, yes. you know, being around people with similar experiences through addiction my, recovery like yeah right yeah I mean it, that's what it, and now I'm actually um I've created and I'm going after waiting on word if I got the congressional funding to help support it but uh compa- it's called compassionate um action or I mean compassionate peers action network which is like focusing on support for the supporters yes. because of the vicarious trauma that we experience in our work every day. Yes. And like who is checking on us? That who is, is making so sure we're okay. Desperately needed, Jess. I thought it's so mm-hmm. awesome and amazing. God, I will pray that you do receive it because that is Thank that you. is a vital, vital, vital service that the healthcare community needs in order for us to be able to care for the community, you know? Right. Because when we get burnt out and compassion fatigue Mm-hmm. And you know, yes. then then we lose the good supporters. And and I mean, I went a couple months ago. I lost three participants in ten days oh. to overdose. Wow, three. I oh my god. Yeah. Yep. Fentanyl and now xylazine because oh god, I the mean, horrible what? demon drug. I mean, there. It's just. Oh god, that is just so. And and it's it is really almost like a, a scourge. I mean, it's just, it's a pandemic in and of itself. I just read yesterday that the University of North Carolina in one academic year had 14 of its students die and seven were from suicide. Three were from fentanyl overdoses and the rest were from quote unquote natural causes, which I don't know what a natural cause for the death of a 20 year old is, but you know, I, whatever. But I mean, yeah. it's just, it, there's, there's a lot of need out there. And I think like, absolutely first and foremost like it starts with like caring compassion and gentleness for yourself so you can go out into the world and give that what you have within you to other people you know absolutely and like anything else recognizing the signs and symptoms of vicarious trauma and burnout tell me more about it tell me i i mean i'm familiar with like al-anon and like concepts of family dynamics and stuff but what would i've never heard that term i'm interested Oh, vicarious trauma. So uh-huh. it's like like what first responders or DCF workers may start feeling about parents yes. or people in general who use drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're constantly in that yes. um mm-hmm. in, in that environment where they're taking they're seeing parents at their work, right? Uh-huh. They're having uh-huh. to feel take children out of their homes mm-hmm. and, and and so when they're constantly to yes. that kind of secondary trauma, mm-hmm. the symptoms are a cynical outlook. <laughs> yeah, you know, like um, change of worldviews. Uh-huh. Um, you know, starting to think that all people who use drugs are just terrible people and don't have unaddressed mm-hmm. trauma or unaddressed mm-hmm. mental health. Or for someone like myself, being continuously exposed to overdose and death mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you yeah. know like not having a place other than one hour in supervision a week mm-hmm. well that one hour of supervision a week is great but 
how tell me how in one hour we can debrief and process and heal from three three losses i mean that's that's you can't that's the answer to that you know you can't and and that's somebody that is out of touch and not doing the work in the field anymore they may or may not have ever done field work so they're sitting in an administrative office Mm-hmm. And I mean, someone's got to sit there, and that's right, fine. Right, right. But, but you still need you're that. You're not going to be able to provide right. that support that I need. Wow, that's that really and truly is another powerful example of what I have had so much like experience with over the last three years, and that is that we do not heal in solitude, and we must mm-hmm. be in our healing with people who actually understand what we are suffering from. You know, whether right. it be because the, those yeah. common experiences, those lit, you know, the similar lived experiences, especially uh, something like this, that you can't just turn to anyone, you know? I mean, right. shit, you might get multi-called. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't. You can't seriously. Turn anyone. I mean, honestly, seriously, Jess, I'm thinking about the two things that you faced when you turned to help, you know, with our support for this problem. And they are the two most precious, dear things to anyone, their freedom and autonomy and their child and family. So, I mean, to be in that position of vulnerability and then to be attacked, it would feel like, I would assume, you know, just attacked and betrayed like that. I just, that is its own other trauma, you know, that, that is a yeah. whole other thing to like process and, you know, create some healing around over time. And, you know, it's just, it's a lot. I mean, it turned me off from medical me too. care whatsoever. Oh, like, I was already like that. So now I'm like, <laughs> I'll die before yeah, I go I mean, to the it ER. It already took a lot to get me to follow through on doctor's appointments yes. and actually go and, yes. you know, continue mm-hmm. the care and, Mm-hmm. Keep oh, up with all the checkups. Is not and... My strongest too, especially yeah. when it has something to do with me. Like if it's someone else, I will follow through for someone else. Sure. All that. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> You know, <laughs> and it's it's that? also I feel like for me too, you know, my you know, my attitude and I think you can maybe get away with this sometimes in your twenties or thirties or whatever, but it's like, you know, if you always feel good, then what you don't think about going to get a checkup or a physical every other you know what I mean? It's like I feel great. I got no you know, I got no issues and that's how I always felt and didn't have a whole lot of like interaction with the healthcare system as a patient and although I will say when I have and this was before predates morgue lines I mean a typical nurse as a patient I'm like going insane I'm like no I need to know (laughs) trying to like control everything you know so it's like that that is already challenging for me but after you know, just because I actually did know what it was before I got it, I was already like, well, that's out. Like, I n- it never occurred to me, like, oh, there's going to be a doctor that's going to help me. I-, I knew instantly that there would be n- very little to no way I would be able to find, like, I mean, maybe support, sure, but help, like, fixing it, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been, and, and that was, I don't know what hurt worse like my connection with my doctor and that betrayal of yeah. her not believing me and then yeah. like writing in my medical chart that's gonna follow me forever like get you it work changed with 
get it changed. Yeah, no, and get that shit changed, Call yourself girl. a fucking harm reductionist. Right. And, uh, that you provide patient-centered care. Like, where was that patient-centered exactly. care? Bingo. When I walked into your office. Bingo. Bingo. It's out the window because for some reason, this so particular... There's this particular thing. For some reason, it's just instant, like, stamp of no credit, no credit, no credit. You know? Yeah. It's, it's almost like they teach about it in medical school. I would but think so too. But most, about it. I know, but like, most people have never heard of it. You need to hear these keywords, shut them down. I know. Get them out. If I weren't in healthcare and in psych and have like, you know, copious amounts of experience with that, I don't even know. Even working in psych, I'm, I'm almost positive that nobody I worked with had ever heard of this. Never heard it talked about. Never had a patient that had it. Never. So, you know, I just don't think that... Now, I do think that that's probably going to change. Like, because I am just based upon the numbers, the small study that I'm doing, it looks like more and more and more people are getting this at a higher volume, at a higher rate. And that is going to... get It it will reach a critical mass at some point where it'll be looked at again, you know? I feel like they're just going to say, oh, it's just the mass hysteria. You know, like that's what they've been able to get away with. Like. Yeah, I just think that that narrative can be, I, I think that it's really a matter of like volume. You know, it's like John, Donald Trump, whatever you may think about him, you got to admit the guy is like, he has been able to just lie, 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 lie so much that even though there's no oh. reason to like necessarily believe a particular thing he says, it's just repeating it over and over again that makes people repeat he does it. Have a- a big portion of the population that just believes everything he does. And it's because it's just forcefully repeated over and over. And I think that, like, the truth can also be repeated over and over again. And that's why I keep fucking talking about this shit, you know? Because it's just, I feel like anything is out of my reach except for what I can do. And so I just feel like I'm, I'm not shutting up about this. I want anybody who wants to talk about it to have a place and a space to talk about it because we are not who we are painted to be. And anyone who even had the humility to listen to one episode would see that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that's hopefully yeah. what occasionally, you know, maybe there's a few converts like Hannah was saying with her brother, you know, but it's, it is pretty hard to just completely discount people without any freaking evidence, no history, no basis, no nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard for the medical providers to do it. Yeah. They do. I mean, I've never brought up the the M word ever in a medical (laughs) setting again. I never will. I mean, I've gone to the dermatologist. You know, I'm told I have acne. Okay, so I just started out of the fucking blue. Uh-huh. Yeah. Never had acne except How one temple you? a month when I got my period. 39. Okay, yeah. So at 39, you out of, the, out of the blue, you're just like 37. You're just getting acne all of a sudden. Just like nothing. Yep. Yeah. Just all of a sudden. Makes a lot of getting sense. getting acne and that's what it is. Okay. So- yeah, man, that is just brutal. I guess it's just, you know, I, I have to believe that these are not bad people. They don't mean to do it. I know we definitely don't teach about it at all one way or another in medical or nursing school. It's not in the curriculum, you know. Yeah. The thing that I think happens is just that 
it's just a automatic belief. You know what I mean? It's just the thought is just that it's not real and this is what it is. And these people, of course, will, of course, they'll deny it because that's what delusional people do, you know? So it's just this self-confirming, unfalsifiable hypothesis that people have really not examined. It's mostly just ignorance. They're just kind of like, well, this is what the by, by the book guidelines are. And they think they're doing the best thing that they can for you. Of course, they're not. If they thought about it for one second and had some, you know, empathetic feelings or thoughts about it, but I understand that they don't because it's just so completely unbelievable. Because it is such a weird disease. It is. It is. It is so weird. And like you're what like, you're uh, yeah, well, uh, nurse. Hannah. Hannah, the nurse. Yeah. Hannah, yeah. Like, you know, how she was saying that um, she would probably not believe somebody that told her. Uh, exactly. I wouldn't and, have either. I wouldn't know, have either. I probably wouldn't either. I, I, go, I mean, but I would have treated her. I wouldn't have called Mobile Psych, I don't think. No. Not as a first line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... But it makes me believe people. Like, I give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and give them that faith. Because even if I don't really believe them, I'm going to make them feel safe and mm-hmm. make them feel like they have a space to share whatever it is because right. I know right. how that really I needed that you know absolutely and I think like and that's another thing that I don't quite understand because you know in psych like we're very much aware of if you're dealing with someone who is you know psychotic or delusional you don't argue with them you don't sit here and negate and invalidate what they're saying like you know the FBI is not really following you sir blah blah blah. no you just listen and you try to like empathetically understand that this is real to them and so therefore, like, right. this person is going through a lot of pain and fear right now. And I just don't understand why, if they think we're delusional, why they're also not just treating us with compassion, you know? I mean, regardless, it's, it's disappointing. Did you have any, like, major change to, like, the texture of your hair? You know, I feel like, I don't feel like that my, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that Tom has said that I don't feel like I have in the beginning. There was a period where my hair felt like it was covered in this like chalky substance or something. But, but, but yeah, after that beginning, like that initial kind of like outbreak that was so crazy the first like three months, like, no, I don't, I don't really, now I will say like, I mean, it's insane how much hair, apparently my hair, I don't really know, but it's everywhere. I mean, it's in the gutters, it's in the oven, it's in the fucking carburetor. I mean, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, what? Whose hair is this? It cannot all be mine. My husband went out to sea for nine months. There was no contact with me, okay? For yes. nine months. And at the end of that deployment, he was still finding my hair. Like, what? it shit. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I've always <laughs> shed, like, crazy amounts of hair. But now, it's even worse. And it is, like, some of them are fucking translucent. Yes, and, like, like super thin. Like, super, much thinner than a normal human hair. Much thinner. It's almost like a hair split. Yeah. Into a couple pieces. Exactly. Like that super yes. Fine. Yes. Super, thin, super thin, fine. Thin. Super fine. You know what it is? I've actually, that just right now, something clicked in my head where I've been, when I look at my hair through the microscope, I keep seeing something that doesn't make sense to me instead of like the one like kind of central like medulla that runs through the entire shaft of the oh. hair, you know, I'll see two of them 
on either side instead of running through the middle. And I just realized because that's a vellus hair. It's a different type of hair. It's like peach fuzz hair. Um, and it's actually um, not known on the human body for any condition I know of to grow longer than like a quarter of an inch. You know what I mean? It's just, it's peach fuzz, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but it's like, well, I have like 12 inch crazy. long vellus oh, hairs coming out of my head. I about, oh God, it had to have been at least 15 years ago. We were camping in Florida, um, Central Florida, and we were on, me and my brother were just sitting on the boat, and he was like, what the fuck, Jeff? You have this weird-ass long hair growing out of your shoulder. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. So he pulled it out. And that's what it was. It was like that super thin, then yeah. can't really see it. Yeah. Uh, but it was just that one hair. And I'll tell you, I still have that hair that will grow every couple months. It'll, like, I'll catch it in the corner of my eye huh. like if I'm, like, looking over my shoulder or something. And I can rip it out. And then it'll grow back a couple months later. But the same thing <laughs> has started in a couple other places, like where it'll just be like mm-hmm. this random, weird, mm-hmm. long thing. Like a head hair, hair. like a head hair growing out of a body pore. Like a, like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. 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 I've had that happen once, actually, not not a long time ago, but like in the early days. And I did have like a hair that was growing out of the top of my chest. Actually, it was like growing out from under like my collarbone. And it was just like I just plucked it and it was gone. And I haven't had it come back. But like it was definitely growing out of my chest. Like there's no question about that. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, sometimes don't you just wish that it really was a delusion and none of this was real? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, oh my God, Jess. Well, I'm like, I, I'm just kind of blown away by the fact that you're also in healthcare. You're also in mental health. You're also, it, I mean, it's just, it's really interesting. This um, kind of thing we've got going here. It seems like Everybody I talk to is either somehow related to the caring, you know, profession or they are an engineer. <laughs> it seems like, I mean, really? you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm just, I'm thinking of everyone I've talked to from the show. I guess we've had one educator, um, but yeah, almost everybody has been a healthcare, you know, at least adjacent or, you know, whatever, um, or a researcher um, or a psychologist, whatever, you know. Um, so it's really well, interesting. we need to get all the researchers yes, yes. together so we can do our own freaking research study. Yeah, we do. And I think that now we actually are getting some of the people that you would need in a group to do that, you know, with Hannah having access yeah. to her own lab, um, you know, with, we've, yeah, we've got a lot of... Our lab too. <laughs> That's what I was kind of trying to um, ask her the other I day. Thought so. Yeah, and and I think like I, when I started thinking about it more deeply after I got off the phone, I was like, well, we would have to get approval from an institutional review board to conduct human research in order because I mean, there's no. Yeah. I, would, I would want to publish it, obviously. Like we we need to. Yeah. Like, yeah so, but I actually I have been thinking about that, and I do have a pre-existing relationship with Emory's um, bioethics department. They have a whole department about. Uh, ethics and you know that's where that 
Huh, interesting. Yeah, you know, we got a teaching hospital here and everything. That's that's, in Atlanta, right? Uh huh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, you know, I, because I do have some personal contacts, I have been thinking about how exactly to craft a proposal or, you know, I want to make a query. Obviously, I'm, I want to do it in such a way that I feel protected myself personally because as you know like your professional reputation especially in psych not something you want to really toy with like you know with this kind of stuff unless you have a pretty well considered um you know proposal to make or or proof to present so I think that like I'm on the path to kind of maybe getting there because once we get the evidence girl like there's got to be some physical evidence what the fuck are these things first of all right and like they can't they can't tell us what the textiles or whatever the are, yeah. are coming out of us. Yeah. Except they say that we're putting them in our own wounds. We're putting them in our own Right, just because like, we mean, went to night school and studied microsurgery and did a residency while nobody was looking and somehow right. learned how to implant fibers underneath intact <laughs> skin. Okay, that's a plausible explanation. Unidentifiable fibers. Unidentifiable fibers, yeah. <laughs> Can't be located in the FBI database. Can't be fucking tested by any normal methods. CDC just says it's cellulose. Don't worry about it. Probably cotton. I mean, come on. (laughs) You know, like the answers are out there. We just need the resources and, you know, the the courage and organization to do it. And I think that's totally doable. I know it is, actually. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, any way that I can help, I'm totally down and I'm... So grateful that I finally um, decided to reach out. I yes. did just pull up to the sitter, so I, my son is going to be running out. All so right. You let me know anything I can do, and thank you for your time and getting back to me so quickly. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I appreciate you, and I'm sure everyone who's going to hear this will appreciate it, too. It really does help. Oh. Oh, I hope it, even if it just helps one. Yeah, know, like it that. will. It will. I know it we're will. We're not alone. That's we're not right. Crazy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Just take care and keep in touch. Crystal. Thank you. I will. You too. All right. Bye. We've done it again. We've broken through the skin and pulled out some threads, some common threads of truth. And one of these days, we will have the proof. Thank you for listening. If you would like to tell your story on More Mortal Lines, send me an email at moremortallines at gmail.com. Or click the link in the description of the show to send a voice message. It will cut off after 60 seconds. You can leave as many as you want. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. <laughs>